Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager at Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bone Training. Hey, you nailed the opening today, buddy. Ready? Boy, one, one take. Way yeah. to go. Oh, I'm getting used to it. Very good. Um, let's see. We had a list of, uh, of people we wanted to talk to today. Um, couldn't get through the first five. So uh, who are we left with? Come on, we're, we're left Dang, with the man. We're, we're left with the legend, man. The man himself. The legend. <laughs> today we have uh, D. Lenston with us today. Um, D, D, what's your title? Uh, my title is Professional Sales Training Manager, which is short for Tech and Training Manager. Gotcha. Okay. Um, D, how, and how long you been? Just give a little background about yourself and how long you've been with Bone and what have you. Sure. I've been with Bone about 18 years now. Uh, started out in the tech and training department, uh, moved into a sales position for a, a short period of time and uh, found myself back in training because that's what I'm really passionate about. Well, I can tell you this, you're, you're, uh, you're not a good guy to travel with. Oh. Um, it's, it, yeah, you're not. I know that might be a surprise to you, but uh, you're, you're actually bad for the ego. <laughs> uh, when I, uh, I think I traveled with you for a couple days uh, up through Michigan, Indiana, and Kentucky, and what have you, and every single place we went, man, I disappeared. Everybody had a story about D and uh, how much they, they, they went to the schools and they remember you as the instructor and, you know, uh, um, some of the things that they learned from you and, you know, what a great guy you are. And, you know, and, and, and after every meeting, I was more and more defeated, you know went in there and then I, th I thought I was going to introduce you, but everybody already knew you, but uh, thanks for making the time, D. I appreciate it. I know how much you're passionate about uh, this end of the business. And uh, so it's great to get a chance to so talk a little bit about the schools today. Well, let me talk about our, 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 tra our uh, travels in Detroit, first of all, because it's okay. definitely memorable for me, but not for the reasons you just stated. I remember riding with you in the van and wondering, hey, do we have a hotel yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god when you told me we did not have a hotel and here we are in detroit i'm thinking what do we just pick one i mean are you familiar with this area <laughs> and man when you told me yeah you know yeah we'll just you know there's a couple places i stayed before and man the first place we stayed wayne i was thinking man you gotta download the hilton app <laughs> you, you have to start planning these travels and make sure that we have a hotel prior to getting into the city you didn't you didn't like you didn't like Ray's Hotel? <laughs> Even I was a little afraid in some of the areas we were traveling through. <laughs> but thank God I had you there to protect me. Yeah, yeah, you you were uh, misled if that, you thought that was the case. <laughs> anyway, my passion uh, uh, repeat the question, please. I'm sorry I got off track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, one of the reasons I, I, you know, we talk about training and how important it is to the industry and what have you. And I know how passionate you are in in this, uh, and you've really taken ownership of this, man. And uh, and this is something that you're very passionate about. And just kind of want to talk about your role and and uh, and what what you guys do and where, where training is at today. Yeah. So uh, you know, my passion for training comes from coaching uh, prior to joining Bona. Um, you know, I've played sports on the collegiate level and um, you know once I uh, once I got finished with the schooling um, I joined the military which was kind of like being a coach too, having a couple soldiers up under my uh, ranks and um, 
and once I, uh, once I started working outside of the military, um, I landed back in Denver and, and there was an organization called Cougar Youth Sports that I got involved with. And uh, man, we had about 200 kids in the organization and just my love for playing and my love for coaching really is what I would say landed me into this position. I think uh, Larry Suburbia, who used to work for Bona, had mentioned to Todd that I was a great coach and, you know, not afraid to speak in front of folks. So I uh, never thought I'd be in the hardwood flooring industry, but once I landed here, man, this is probably the best job I've had since the military. Yeah, as a former athlete, I can, I can relate to the, to working as, as a team. What are you guys laughing at, man? What's the bell for? <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we heard we we heard from you uh, from your wife yeah. about all your uh, yeah about all your uh, being an athlete and everything. <laughs> well, we heard all about that. Well, is it true that you were paid to coach? Man, paid to coach. I would say no monetary uh, value was placed on my uh, coaching, but um, I am being paid by Bona to coach today. And uh, but you know it was there it was the gratification really what i i mean you know just seeing the smiles on these uh you know we coached kids from four to 14 and and uh, most of them for single family homes and uh, sometimes parents just dropping them off at practice but you know i've developed some lifelong relationships with these uh youth that we've been involved with so i would say just seeing the smiles on their face and and um, seeing that they had somebody that cared about what they were doing was uh, was my payment. I thought you coached. I thought you coached when you were in the military. Uh, no, I'm not sure where you heard that at. I'd like to ride with that and, and say it's true, but no, in the military, I was. Uh, yeah, I did some other things. My cap controller. I played in the military. Maybe that's what you got confused. I was. Uh, it was called oh. the PACAF, Pacific Air Force Basketball Team. So we played against all the Asian national countries over there. So. Uh, I was paid to play. All right, so that's even better. You were paid to paid play. Paid to play by the taxpayers. You're a professional <laughs> basketball player. <then. laughs> uh, yeah, sounds good. Now, I can uh, I can guarantee that D was in the military because, of course, everybody knows that D is my boss. And the relationship that we have, I can, you can probably look at, and you know I'm a movie guy, you can probably go to the movie Full Metal Jacket. And I'm kind of like private pile to D's drill sergeant. We make, but we make it work, right? Indeed. It's a great relationship. Hey, D, how'd you get into the floor business? Wow. I'll give you the short version. <laughs> um, it was the attention to detail that I had in the military. You know, the military basic training, you had to iron your underwear, your T-shirt, and display them in a drawer a certain way. And they would measure to make sure everything was dialed in during the inspections. That kind of carried on with me. No, I'm not ironing my underwear and t-shirts anymore, but I was ironing my jeans when I first got out, looking nice and sharp and crisp, and my t-shirts were ironed, and, uh, and my gig line, which was my belt line, was in line with my zipper line and all that stuff. So it was funny. I, had, I worked for a guy. Uh, I was a marketing manager for an electronic distributor, and this guy, uh, he's from Long Island, New York, and he, uh, you know, after five years of working in this corporate office, I was you know, wanted to do something different. So they offered me a position to be a hardwood floor sander. Uh, and it was based on the creases in my jeans and the creases in my t-shirt. He said, your attention to detail is so great, man. I think you'll make a great hardwood floor guy. So um, I told him I had 
didn't even take a wood shop class in high school. So I knew nothing about, uh, knew nothing about hardwood floors, but man, once I got involved, um, and as you guys know, man, once you're in this business, it's hard to get out because of, you know, the love we have for the, the finished product. So when, uh, so from that, how'd you get into Bona? So after working for this company out of Inglewood, Colorado, which is where Bona's based now, I, uh, I worked for them for about maybe three years and then I started my own company um, after that, which is, you know, one of the perks he told me I'd have. He said, you never know, you may want to start your own business someday. And I just never thought that would be possible. But after working and learning up under them for about three years, I started my own company, which I just a one man band, install, sand and finish. I ran that company for about four years. And um, again, as I mentioned earlier, Larry Suburbi, who's an ex-Bona employee, had mentioned to Todd that, uh, you know, I was interested in, you know, being part of the, the training team. At that time, our sales guys, uh, territory managers, they were actually taking tech calls as well as uh, running the, the sales operation. And so Todd Schutte was trying to build a tech and training department. And so I was his first recruit and, uh, man, jumped right on it. So uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, you know, every um, every six months, D. Linson has a party for all of his, all of his uh, guys that work with him at his house. And uh, I remember asking you, oh, shoot, you weren't there, Rob. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. I, I remember asking you this question. Uh, what, what, the train, what separates Bona training from other, other training? Uh, you know, I would say it's the system. You know, um, other training out there can only, I mean, you know, they have to team up in order to put a good training together, you know, from, you know, someone may have machines or someone has sandpaper and then you got finished manufacturers or someone has stains. So having a complete system really helps to make our training complete. We can start from A to Z, um, you know, we kind of get into talking about systems, whereas guys tend to mix and match different manufacturer products. Um, you know, we take a guy from A to Z, whether you're a beginner in this industry or if you have you know, 30 years of experience, we really feel that um, the best practices that we share with these contractors, uh, you know, no matter how much experience you have, you can relate. And, um, you know, I just enjoy seeing the light bulb go off in, in some of the contractors' heads when they, when they see something that they really uh, didn't understand. Hey, D, talk about, uh, I know um, you love coaching. You and I have had many conversations about coaching. I love coaching. I coached hockey for years. And um, that, I think that's what I love most about training. And I think having conversations with you, that's what you love about it too, is the similarities between training and coaching. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, being a coach, I mean, it's, it's up to you to really be creative in how you, how you get through to the players and, and help them understand, uh, you know, some of the strategies or, or concepts. Uh, and I think it's the same in hardwood floor. I mean, you know, we always discuss that there's more than one way to sand and finish a floor and guys will have, you know, I guess their processes and procedures and, and we share our best practices. So, you know, with coaching, when it comes to hardwood flooring, the goal is to help a guy understand you're not just sanding the floor, you're preparing a surface and that, it's important that you take the right steps in order to achieve that end goal of having a nice prepared surface. And, and so when you start talking about some of the different ways of doing that, you know, some guys are, will be stuck in their ways. And so it's important to, to try to help 
where you say take the blinders off of that guy and, and give him, you know, have him look at it at a, at a brighter, uh, <clears throat> a broader point, meaning that, you know, when it comes to the sanding process, you start talking about grit sequence and you start talking about removing scratches. And, and most of these guys are thinking, man, just give me any paper, you know, give me a 36. I just want to rip the finish off of the floor, not understanding starting that high of a grit. Now you got to take more steps. So, you know, just what I like about it is not that I, you know, I never want to tell a guy what he has to do. My goal is to try to help him understand the process so that he figures it out. And not that, you know, D told me I have to do 50, 80, and then 120. It's just sharing that information in hopes that they can catch on and understand how they can produce a better floor. I'd like to interject here. Of course. I don't have anything to say. I just hadn't spoken in a while. So continue. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, those are the similarities, you know, <laughs> just helping – whether it's helping your players understand or helping a fellow contractor or craftsman understand the process and procedures. I mean, that's, I mean, that's really my grad. I mean, it brings joy for me, not because I've shared or I, you know, shared some information with the guy, but to see the guy get it and understand is, is what, what brings joy to me in this, in this business. I, I couldn't agree more. The other thing I love about it is at our trainings, I always feel like, it's a team. Everybody there is all part of the team. We're all learning. We're all getting stuff done and everything, working together as a team. So I think that's another one of the big similarities with our schools. Um, that is. And coaching and stuff. But Rob makes a good point in regards to, uh, you know, a team and working together as a team. Uh, you know, Rob has a lot more experience than I do. And then we have some other tech guys that have less experience. But you know, we're all able to contribute to help the team, you know, get across some of the best practices. Sometimes we forget to mention certain things. And sometimes our new guys can bring certain things that's worked from them, worked for them, you know, during their training uh, with us. So, you know, it, it is a, a collective effort to make sure that we get uh, our best practices across to our students. Well, with the COVID stuff going on, how's the new bone of training looking? Yeah, man, training is going to change, I should say. Um, you know, we've had to reschedule a few classes just to get prepared for uh, this COVID. And um, some of the things that we've put into place, and it's really for the protection of our students as well as our uh, fellow co-workers. Um, you know, we're having to cut the class size down uh, tremendously. Uh, you know, it, it's great to see that, you know, guys still want to be trained even during this time. And we want to make sure that we're able to give them uh, uh, great training, uh, but we're able to, uh, we're, we're having to cut our class size down so that we can practice social distancing. Uh, we're going to have to take temperatures every day and have the students as well as our own employees sign off. And we're also going to have to, you know, put a waiver in place to make sure that we understand that no one's coming in uh, the schools that have been in contact with someone that may have, uh, uh, got affected by the virus. So, um, you know, it, it's definitely going to be different. It's definitely new to, to everyone, uh, but we definitely uh, are putting the, some things into place to make sure that we are protected. As I mentioned, the students who, you know, we care as much as about them as we do our own employees. So those are some of the things that we're doing. 
So what about cleaning? We're going to do a lot of cleaning yeah, now? Good point. Um, yeah, we have, uh, we've contracted out a cleaning company that's going to come in every night after our training to make sure that they're cleaning everything down. Um, during the school, we'll be wiping things down as we go along. Every time a contractor gets off a machine, we're going to wipe that, down, that machine down before the next contractor steps up. Um, our lunches, you know, we, we normally have a, a, what do you want to call it, a, buffet style lunch <laughs> and now we're kind of cutting that down to where we're going to do box lunches now and um, but yeah those are some of the things that we're putting in place again just for the protection of our students as well as our employees uh, cleaning is definitely going to um, sanitizing um, you know every morning as well as in, in the evenings as uh, students leave and, and really try to help the students practice social distancing um, masks are going to be important that they keep their mask on throughout the whole training, except, you know, when they eat lunch. Um, but yeah, we're doing all we can do to make sure we provide our customers with a safe environment. We're going to be cutting the class size down, but do you think we're going to increase the number of classes like once we hit a town? Yeah, once we get this thing dialed in, um, we'll probably end up doing, I would say, more classes. Um, what we're doing is we're going to Normally we do a three-day class. We're gonna really push to doing two classes, as to say, yeah, two classes in one week. So we're gonna, you know, dedicate our ourselves to working on a Saturday to make sure we can do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That way we get everybody trained. Uh, we don't, you know, there's a lot of guys that are on the waiting list that are waiting to get trained. So we wanna make sure we do all that we can to get um, all these students trained. So that's gonna be, you know, working a double shift for us, but we don't mind doing it. As we mentioned earlier, we'd love to train and we wanna make sure that these uh, craftsmen get the training that they're looking for. Uh, we also shot a video. Um, it's kind of like a, <laughs> I call it a public safety announcement type video where we're gonna have students watch the video to make sure that um, they understand what the expectations are when they do come into our facility. And so uh, that video will be required. Um, they'll have to sign off saying that they watched the video. They'll actually watch that video after registering as well as the first day of the class, they'll watch the video. That way there's no misunderstandings and they, you know, I think I saw something on TV where a guy was, <clears throat> where a guy was asked to keep his mask on at, at Walmart and the guy went off on the, the, the employee. So we don't wanna have any of those incidents and uh, that way we won't have to call Wayne in uh, to bring the hammer down on any of those students that uh, choose not to follow our instructions. Well, Wayne is a massive weightlifter. We all know that. <laughs> you could have left, uh, you could have stopped it massive. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid to put pants on that have a belt. Uh, after this whole COVID thing, man, I'm, I've been good, but it's, you know, it's, it's getting scary. Have you instructed Rob on the proper way of inserting the thermometer for, for the testing? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a hands-free. It's, oh, we're okay. not, it's not rectal. This isn't abrasive. Okay. This okay. isn't adhesives. This okay. is training. Okay. All right. Awesome. Because I, I I thought you might just point the thermometer at the guy. You know, it's electronic, Rob. You got to it's a, it's a you don't just point the thermometer at him. You, there's an, actually a, a gun that does that. The laser gun. I have one. Yeah. I love playing with infrared. It. Yeah. Don't have to get too close. What's the possibility of uh, maybe doing some more focus type trainings in distributors? It's kind of smaller versions of what we do, but 
you know, getting the word out there. Yeah, you know, uh, Bona's very supportive of, of the training department and making sure that, man, we train all those who, you know, request training. I mean, our goal, if we can train them and, and get them, uh, you know, helping them understand best practices in the bonus system, then, you know, hopefully we have a customer for life. So uh, distributor training is important. You know, they're the guys that are selling our products when we're not there. So we definitely want to make sure we get them educated. Uh, distributor seminars to help bring their customers into their facility and any kind of demos we can do there. You know, train, 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 man. That's uh, We're all about training. And so any training we can do, we, we don't shy away from. Yeah, you guys have you guys have a great team. I mean, uh, when I get a chance to come into the schools, I mean, and sometimes D, you're there, Rob, if you're there. I mean, even the other teammates you guys have that are that are helping with the training, and they're just a great group of group of guys. And um, I mean, it's just been elevated so much in the last few years. Our, I think our training, and it's hats off to all you guys and the passion. And I know that you're even taking this time to re redo the, all the PowerPoints and everything to make sure that everything is up to date, that, that everything is still relevant to today's, you know, since, you know, just look at the changes in the last couple of years, right? With the wire brushing and all the different techniques that are out there, the different sandpaper and everything, just in the last couple of years, there's been so much, so much changing, so much, so many changes. Yeah. And, uh, and, and taking this downtime to get everything up to date. And uh, it's, it's like you guys are uh, going to come out of the gate stronger than ever before. So. It's a team. We're bull riders, man. We are just sitting on that bull, <laughs> waiting for him to open that gate. Yeah. <laughs> a few weeks ago, D said, Rob, book a flight to Dallas. That's my family. I was jumping around the house. I'm like, yeah, baby. <laughs> we are ready to go. We are training again. <laughs> and, then I... and then two days later, he's like, Dallas blew up. We're you're back on the horse, man. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, at, but I get to make I get to make dinner for Pauline for the you know one hundredth night in a row. <laughs> yeah, we had to pull the plug on that school due to uh, Dallas becoming a hot spot. But to Wayne's point, um, you know, it's a team effort. I mean, you know, as much as we support the sales team, we have the sales team supporting us and um you know, anytime new products come out, we make sure everybody has a great understanding on how these products are to be used, the features and benefits, so that, you know, when we bring it to the school that, you know, we're teaching it just the way our sales guys are teaching it out there and, and giving the guys the right information. It's definitely a team effort. One bona, baby. One bona. And Wayne. <laughs> is, there, is there one guy or one one story that sticks with you guys and all the training that you've done and all the has been you know very gratifying to you or that you see somebody you know embrace the training or you know or maybe a funny story um another one and i talk about this one a lot when we talk about um keeping the floor clean talking about one of our 10 commandments was up in toronto canada where um one of our sales guys said, hey, I was going to stick around, check out Niagara Falls. I was sticking around an extra day. And, and one of the owners of a company who came to the school, at this time, we had a facility up in Toronto or Mississauga, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, we had a company that was there and the owner said, hey, D, if you're going to stick around, won't you come to one of the job sites? And I was thinking, man, it's probably not a good idea. I'm not here to evaluate anybody. And, and, and Canadians can be a little different. I say that in a nice way, Jordan, Nico, <laughs> and Brad, <laughs> and Tom, <laughs> but they could be a little different. Yeah. <laughs> I had to name all those guys. Um, so 
one of the TMs that used to work for us, he, he took me to the job site and man, some of the stuff that these guys were doing was just memorable in regards to 36, 100 grit sanding to having their first coat bucket. They were putting down poly to having a final coat bucket. And so, you know, I wanted to, I didn't want these guys to think I was there to evaluate them, which is what their owner wanted me to do. So I was just asking questions, you know, kind of looking around, like just being curious. And so I, I would ask them questions and they would give me a look like, you know, who are you? And so I kind of knew to stay in my lane and not to, you know, get too far out of that lane. But when I asked a guy why he had the two different buckets and uh, there was a lot of debris and junk in the first bucket, he said, hey, man, we have to screen between every coat. So and I wanted to really express that, well, man, if you treat every coat like a final coat, you wouldn't have to do so much work. And so when the guy gave me a look and his answer was, hey, man, we do what we do. I was like, oh, OK. I knew at that point, <laughs> I knew at that point I should stop asking questions. And, uh, and, so, and so when the owner came to me and said, hey, D, what do you think about my guys? What do you think about the work that they do? And I kind of looked at him and smiled. I said, hey, man, they do what they do. <laughs> oh, man. So that one really sticks with me uh, a lot. And then, and then one more, we had a 30-year-old veteran guy who – I mean, he had his, I mean, he came to the school. He looks like he was very upset, like that he was there. And I was thinking, man, why'd you come? I mean, if you don't want to interact, but so this guy, I said, man, if there's one thing you get out of school, I mean, I hope, I mean, I hope you get at least one thing out of the school. And the one thing he got out of the school after being in the industry for 30 years, he realized he was edging counterclockwise instead of clockwise. And, and, and he appreciated learning that there's a cut point on the edger and that he should be working clockwise. So that was another merit. And that was early when I joined Bowman. You know, if you're, if you're a craftsman in this industry um, and you've been around for a long time, you, you obviously know how to sand floors, you know a lot, but it's the one little thing you never, you usually learn something that just blows your mind if you've been in it for a long time. But a lot of times you can learn little, little pieces of the puzzle, man, little building blocks, little things that, you know what, I can add this to what I have. I can put this in the box and I may not use it on this job, but I can use it on another job. And uh, it's something that uh, uh, to me, it's like money. It's like putting money in the bank. These are things, these are things that you've earned over, learned over the years that you can pull out that can save you on a job that can help you on a job. And it's all, that's what experience is. Like we always say, just cause you did floors for 20 years, doesn't mean you have 20 years experience. A lot of times guys live that first year over 20 different that's times. A great point. But the, the more you can expand, and that's what I love about the schools, and not, you know, you guys do a fantastic job, but I, I, I am also there because I want to hear the other guys, and I've been that way my whole life. I know, Rob, you guys always say the same thing. You learn off the guys in the school also, right? You also, you know, everybody brings their experiences to it, and I'm, I'm, I'm really jealous in a way. Uh, I wish I was, I, I wish I had two of me because uh, I, I've, I think it's very interesting how, how people are, uh, uh, <laughs> do things regionally. You know, I want to know how they do it in Oklahoma. I want to know how they do it in Canada. I want to know how they do it in Texas. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think those things are super interesting and in how you can, after the class, when you get together with the guys and you're all, you know, having a drink and having a beer and changing, you know, uh, you know, change, uh, swapping stories. It's amazing how you take a guy that in a different part of the world and never spoke to another guy and you hear him talk and they're, they're shared experiences. 
and how they, you know, they go, yeah, you know, we do it this way and here's the reason why. And yeah, and, you know, I think that is one of the most interesting aspects of this trade um, where you can share knowledge. So one I of the really I, cool things that happens at the school that I love watching is, you know, we give out the diploma and everybody's, you know, we spent three, four days together. Everybody built up a really good camaraderie and team spirit and everything. But watching the other guys, the students, swapping their information so they can stay in touch with each other. And, you know, they're just building that lifelong relationship. D, I love that story where the guy asked you to come out and look at the job because now I don't know how you say this. Is it yin and yang or yin and yan or how, how do you say that? What is, what is that? Yin and yin yang? And yang. <laughs> All right. That's D and I, man. That is, we are the yin and yang of training because I had the same, same thing happen when I was doing sport. <laughs> the guy down in New York City says, hey, I want you to come down, evaluate my crew. They're killing me. You know, just tell me what you think. So I went down, spent some time with him. And he said, okay, so, you know, this guy's pretty good. And I like this guy. So what did you think? I said, you by far have the worst crew I've ever seen in my entire life. They are horrible i would fire every one of them and we we started building from there <laughs> he's now a lifelong customer of ours okay he loved it oh wow <laughs> but that is you and me that's baby it. right yang there yang. that's it <laughs> they are the worst crew i think i've ever seen in my life and i was serious too they were just the worst <laughs> Hey, let me tell you, there's one thing I tell in the school too, and I got this from Wayne, uh, when Wayne and I used to train together early, he's uh, telling me about his Uncle Stan, and he had his book, Stan Says, the Stan Says, Stan says man, man, I use that one a lot, I'm starting to use the solvent rain, I learned from Rob about, you know, the saturation of the solvents being in the air, so it's great, it, to Wayne's point, yeah. I mean, you do, you learn a lot from uh, from the different guys, and, and, we, and we let them know too, you know, it's not about us facilitating a lot of information to them. We want to hear how they do things. I mean, because it helps add to our training when we hear, to Wayne's point, guys in different regions, they do things different ways. And as we state in the beginning, there's more than one way to do this. I mean, and, and we're not really here to change your way of doing it. We're just here to add, you know, to, you know, what do you say, add that cap in the, that uh, feather in your cap there, you know, if there's anything you can take yeah. away from these schools. So. I like that. And to Rob's point, yeah. it's good to see how the students do it. Sometimes that first day, it takes them a while before they start talking, man. But by day three, I mean, man, they're talking, swapping stories, exchanging information, and they're developing. I mean, it's a great network. They start getting, you know, keeping in touch with one another. And I enjoy seeing that as well. One thing I, 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 I like about the schools, too, and I think you guys do a good job at and, and, and to the credit to all the guys that come to the school, guys and gals, by the way, um, everybody checks their ego at the door, right? We're all there to learn. Uh, you know, not, not, you know, do I do I uh, run the big machine last or do I run the edger last? I mean, you know, in the end of the day, it's personal preference, but at least you see somebody else's point of view. And you say, okay, this is something I hadn't thought about. And whether you take it or not, fine, you know, but it's another, again, it's me, it's, it's all, you know, training is so important. And with how you look at the customer base out there now, customers more educated than you ever have been in the past. I can tell you that what, what was acceptable 15 years ago 
is probably not acceptable today in a lot of in a lot of areas because of the the you know we all know the internet you know if you, you show up on a job on Monday to do their floor by Tuesday night they've been through the internet they're experts on Wednesday right and there's so much there there's so much access to information so we as professionals you know it's no different than being an electrician a pipe fitter an electrician a plumber or whatever there's continuing education a nurse a doctor a lawyer continuing to continuing education is a must. It, 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 it keeps you relevant. It keeps you up with uh, with what's going on. And, and also, as Rob says, in the end of the day, we want our, yes, we want to earn, earn, earn your business and what have you, but we want you to come away making more money. We want you to come away having the confidence that, you know what, I can charge more money or I've learned something that can make me faster, more effective. And I think in the end of the day, that's what the schools are all about. It's incredible how good a job I do on these podcasts and, and, and being able to elicit some information from you guys, but really turn it into something really very turn it into special. Yeah, turn it into to Wayne. <laughs> I wanted to go back to when you said, I wish I had another one of me. <laughs> Are you sure? You, you're going to stop it just Listen, one more? I would think uh, you would want 10 or 20. Well, that's too much to ask for. Okay. Listen, there's no contractor out, out there right now that hasn't thought the same damn thing. You know, if you could clone yourself in this business, you could make a heck of a lot of money, man. I mean, you know, you can't do it all and you can't be everywhere and you can't be on all these jobs. You can't take all these jobs. And and yeah, man, if you could clone yourself, I mean, how many times have, have, have you thought that in this industry? Man, if I just had another guy like me. Okay. On the other hand, I would hate to work for me. I've said it before. I, I would really not want to work for me and nor would I want to compete against me. <laughs> you, you stated uh, guys checking their eagles at the door. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say not all of our students or everybody else checks their ego at the door. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Amen. <laughs> so uh, what's, what's the future of training uh, in the next few months? And then uh, from, from here on out, what does it look like? First of all, do you want to talk about your team, your team members? Have you guys, we've got, we got a stable of young, great trainers, man. We have a good core of guys um, and uh, looking to add to that. But, um, you know, the future of training, I mean, like I say, our young guys are, are really coming along. I mean, they understand the bonus system and, um, and, and they enjoy doing what they do. And, uh, and we enjoy having them on the team and they bring uh, a lot to the team. So uh, the future of training, it's, um, man, you know, I mean, as I mentioned, Bona does a great job of supporting us and making sure that we have everything that we need to to put on great training, and uh, and the passion that me and my teammates have for training. I mean, we just you know we look forward to doing you know as much training as we can. We have a two day certification school that we do. Um, to Rob's point, we do distributor training. Uh, we'll go into uh, even if a company wants just specialized training just for their company, we'll go in and do that as well because our goal is to make sure that you know all craftsmen and contractors out there understand the bonus system. So I think training will always be around. It may look a little different, of course, with what's going on in today's world, but uh, we'll continue to make the adjustments we need to make in order to uh, put on the best training possible. So in regards to future training, I mean we're doing a lot online as well and with uh, you know the videos webinars any kind of seminars we can do e-learning is a, a, an excellent way of uh, you know for a guy that can't come to a live training to be able to, to get online and uh, go through all of our product segments um, I know we're building a, a catalog of videos that we'll have on e-learning also so you know our goal is to keep 
uh, keep guys, you know, keep Bona in front of the contractors out there. So I think the e-learning program is a great program. Even, even if they've come to a school, they can refer back to uh, some of the best practices on our uh, the e-learning platform. And uh, so I think that's great too. We're able to reach a lot more guys um, that we can't see physically, um, but they'll jump on our website or jump on the e-learning site and be able to go through and learn a lot more about the, the features and benefits of our products. So, D, you're getting up there in age, like us all. You're about uh, – you're almost as right age for the PGA Champions Tour. What do you think? Do I have a shot at being your caddy? We can make some money together here? Rob, I'd love to have you as my caddy. Um, right now I'm a weekend amateur golfer, and I'm doing pretty well, uh, making some money on that weekend uh, uh, golf tournaments. And so, I'm, 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 I'm man, I – I know this isn't visual, but I'm this close. I know you can see me, but I'm this close to making the senior tour, and they pay they play pretty uh, pay pretty well. So uh, I'll definitely consider you as my caddy uh, once that shot happens. I appreciate that. The, is there any chance, any shot for Wayne's golf game? You you saw it that one time. Uh, man, with the ego that guy has. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I there's I, nothing I, he can't do. I actually have a theory, I, and I'm dead serious about this. I'm not good at golf. That might surprise a lot of people. But, and I, I swear to you, I think this is true. I think my shoulders are too big. <laughs> Just big enough. I think I, I think I am too muscular up top. Too, I, I really do think that's the problem. Yeah. You are too strong for the yeah. game. That's well, it. You're too strong for the game. He does big yeah. shoulders to hold that big head of yours, but <laughs> – those long, uh, long drive champions. I don't know if you guys watched that. The World Long Drive Championships. They do have big shoulders, Wayne. So I think there may be a future in you in the long drive uh, competition. Yeah, but I can only hit it about 80 yards. <laughs> so I, I'm saying I, maybe I can't get around it. With, I don't know what the deal is, man. Mechanically, something's not one working. One tip. One tip. Keep that big head down. You can't be trying to keep really? it down, yeah, man. Eye on the yeah, ball. You, you can't be ball. trying to see where it goes before you hit it. That's the problem. That's so, his problem. You see, I'm, that's Wayne. I'm so anxious. It, to... Just look at it. Look at it go. Look at that. And it rolls. Somebody else will watch it for you, Wayne. Keep your big head down. I'm sitting on. Wayne. Wayne doesn't I like just... to golf by himself because he's afraid to get get a hole in one. Nobody will believe him. My wife would like me to start golfing because I go fishing by myself all the time. She gets worried that I'm out there by myself and I can't swim. <laughs> and. Uh... <laughs> So we're on the couch one day and we're watching golf, you know, and I hardly, I was just flipping through the channels and she goes, maybe you could, maybe you should take up golf. And I told her, I said, my shoulders are too big. She goes, Oh my God. And she flipped the channel. <laughs> oh man. Your wife knows you. The, um, and you do a lot with kids. Uh, and you want to maybe spin a talk a little bit about in, 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 in what you do in your off time. You dedicate a, a lot of your off time helping kids out, man. And, uh, and, and it's no surprise that you're so good in this role because you are a great coach and, and you, you do have a lot of compassion and, and, uh, and I, I think you do a great job of, you know, you never get rattled. You're always calm and, and, um, and it, what you do with the kids, I think is fantastic. So, um, and I also think you're, and I'm going to say this, uh, I mean, I'd say this if you weren't here, one of the absolute class guys in this industry. I mean, I, I really, I really do mean that. I think you're a, a great mentor to a lot of people. And uh, so I want to thank you for being on. Hey, thanks, Wayne. I appreciate that, man. You keep that up, man. Your nose will be as brown as mine. <laughs> that's got to go in some report, right? I mean, that's got to get away. <laughs> no, man, I appreciate that, man. And I've learned a lot from a lot of guys over the years. I mean, I, 
you know, unlike Rob, I don't know everything. Um, I know Rob uh, tells the students he knows everything, but every nevertheless, but you know, I've learned from some good guys and, and I really want to name a few, but don't want to leave anyone out. But, uh, you know, NWFA, you know, Steve Seaball was probably one of the first. Mm -hmm. And I met many of you guys at the NWFA school. Um, and, and I'm, I'm going to stop there and include you two guys, Wayne and Rob. You guys have taught me a lot. I mean, I know I've been with Bona longer than you guys have. But, you know, we talk about in this industry. I mean, collectively, we have a lot of years of training experience or I say contracting experience um, just within our company. But, you know, it's always good to hear from everyone out there because, you know, as you mentioned, Wayne, earlier, I mean, you can always learn something. Even if it's a small bit of something, um, it's important to, you know, continue to educate and uh, learn as much as you can learn because, man, if you feel like you've learned everything there is to learn in this industry, then it's probably time for you to get out. I mean, there's all, I mean, there's from different species to different products and technology continues to advance. Uh, it's important to continue to keep yourself educated and remain relevant. Relevant. I actually, uh, in some ways, think Rob is too humble. I've been in classes before. He's up in front of class going, listen, I've made every mistake that you could make. Burn a house down? Sure. Burn a van down? Yeah. Smash the glass on the house by accident? Yeah, I've done that. Kick over oh, a really? bucket of poly? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Backed into garage doors? Hell yeah. Uh, that's yeah. me. That's this industry is a big family, Absolutely. man. And that's what I enjoy about it. As you mentioned, I enjoy working with kids because I just, I, I, I like being there for people and especially our youth uh, because, you know, they need some mentors in this world. But uh, uh, Bona and training and just our industry overall. I mean, it's like a big family, man. I mean, and I enjoy I like to get along well with everyone because, you know, I just, I want to learn as much as I can learn and continue to share what I learn with anyone that I can. I mean, we trained a lot of guys over the years and, uh, and man, it's great to see that our schools continue to, to sell out and fill up quickly. Uh, we'll continue to, to put schools on, but yeah, I mean, and it's great when you develop those relationships. I mean, sometimes you get those students that they won't forget your cell phone number and they'll call you no matter what time of day it is. But you know what? I enjoy being there for that student. Um, the only time I don't answer my phone is when I'm spending time with my family because, you know, I don't want to take that time. I don't want to say, man, I regret picking up that phone call, even when I'm watching my daughter do cheerleader or, or my son playing golf. But, you know, other than that, man, I'm picking up the phone because I've been an ex-contractor. And as you guys know, man, when you're out there on the job site and you can't get a hold of somebody because you're having a, a problem, uh, man, that's a, a lonely feeling. So. Yeah, I like being there for the guys. So listen, Dean Linston, yes. I appreciate you very much. Thank you for coming on and making the time. I know you you uh, got a busy schedule, so we appreciate everything. And and thank you uh, for your the way you represent Bona. And yeah. uh, uh, appreciate all that, man. So thank you. Much. You guys are doing a great job with these podcasts. And I see why Rob signed up for this. Man, he is having too much fun on these podcasts. But I enjoyed it, man. You guys have me laughing so hard. My gut hurts right now. Thanks a lot, D. Thanks a Thank lot, you man. Guys. It was a pleasure. Pleasure working with you too, man. It really is. The feeling's mutual, my friend. All right, guys. Thank you for being on, D. And um, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode.